everybody, and welcome inside the What You Need to Know podcast. I am Tyson Ewing, play-by-play voice of Utah women's basketball, and joined by my radio analyst, Miley Enger. This is the What You Need to Know podcast that focuses on all things University of Utah women's basketball. We'll take an in-depth look at what's going on in the program. Moving right along. We are nearly midway through the entire roster already, which seems crazy because it seems like we've been blowing through all these interviews. It's been so much fun spending time with their, uh, with with these players, getting to know them better and allowing Utah fans to get to know them better as well. And this week, we're going to bring back somebody. This is actually the first time, if I recall, that we have brought somebody back um, to a podcast. Like I said before, I did this two years ago, brought players on, but with all the changes in the program, this is our first player that's going to be a repeat, and that will be Kennedy McQueen. Kennedy McQueen is a local and homegrown product. She is a 5'10 junior guard this year, coming out of Hennifer, Utah, small town, which I am 100% sure we will hear about in the interview with your small town connection with her. You better believe it. So let's go ahead and welcome into the podcast, Kennedy McQueen. Kennedy, how are you? Good. How are you? Great. Thank you so much. Appreciate you taking some time and hopping on with us to allow Utah fans to catch up with the great Kennedy McQueen. Kennedy, what's been going on? How's your summer been? Summer's been really good. The start of it, just nice little break and then hit basketball hard again. And now we got most people back and back in the gym with coaches and back with the team. So it's been really good. All right. So I'm going to start with the season, Kennedy. Your first season wasn't quite maybe what you expected with Utah. The second season may have exceeded some expectations. How would you assess your second season at the University of Utah? Right. I think my second season obviously went a lot better than the first. Um, I think some adjustments that the coaches made for me is freshman year, I played mainly the one, the point guard. And I like being point guard, but that's definitely not where I feel most comfortable or where I feel like I have the best impact. So they switched me over to the two guard. And I think that was the right answer. Um, I think I put in a lot of work that summer to get better at shooting, whether that was with an emphasis on like three-point shooting and finishing and different moves at the basket. So I think I think what I was super excited about is that to finally see like that payoff, like what I worked on that summer and then watched it translate to actual games. Like that was really fun. When you talk about the leap that you took from your freshman to your sophomore season and then going into this summer, headed into now your junior season, what are some other things that you're looking forward to adding to your game? Um, I think for sure just keep working on uh, shooting and just being a deadly catch-and-shoot three-point shooter. But working on not being one-dimensional, two-dimensional, I think as the season went on, I got more confidence attacking and finishing at the rim and put a more threat on that way. So I think just... I've worked on improving that and moves to get there. And then once I get there, finishing strong, avoid getting blocked or taking the contact, get to the line more. So I think just focusing on that and then just keep getting better at being a three-point shooter and moves that I can hit, whether it's in transition or off a screen or stuff like that. Now, Kennedy, one thing that was very noticeable this year was your defensive prowess. It's no secret that you have attributed that from your family. Your mom holds the single game record for most steals in a game in Utah women's basketball history. So clearly it runs deep in your blood. What do you find most prideful on the defensive end? 
I think at the end of the day, like in basketball, you can't score if you don't have the ball. So I think I find the most pride in just shutting down their best defender. Like, I think that's the part I found most fun in, in my game last year was, okay, I'm guarding the best player on this team. Let's, let's hold them under 10. Like when they've been averaging over 20, like, I think just having a goal like that and just being able to be tenacious and get after that way. That was so much fun to me. That was the funnest part of the game, I think. On the other side of the ball, we talked about your three-point shooting, and you were very consistent this year being one of the top three-point shooters in the conference. Um, you shot 44% from deep. And then it got to a point this season where me and Tyson both felt that anything that you were putting up, it looked good. So if you missed one, we're like, dang, how'd she miss? Because it would just seem like you were making everything. And then the last two games, you went six for nine against – Arkansas and then four for seven against Texas how do you find that confidence to continue to shoot the ball that well and then even in slumps how do you get back to shooting it as well as you did yeah I think especially on the slumps part um, I think every shooter whether you're the top shooter in the world or you're going to go through a shooting slump at some point like you play too many games you you attend so many practices that at some point you're not going to shoot the best you can so I think just relying on like the work personally, like when I'm going through a shooting slump, I rely like on the work I put in, like just having confidence in that. Like I know I've put in so much time. And so if today is rough, like I can get back on track or score a different way. And then tomorrow's a new day. So I think just letting it roll off your shoulder for the next game. And then when it came time to, for the NCAA tournament, I mean, I think I was so excited in, in high school, like some of my best games, like I could have been shooting bad, but if we had a big game, like I, I love the pressure. I love that feeling and it's the biggest stage. And especially that Texas game when they had their home crowd and it was just filled and so loud, like that was so fun to me. So I think just being so ready for that moment, that's what I've dreamed about as a kid was making it to the NCAA tournament. And then we made it to the second round playing Texas home crowd. Like that was so much fun to look forward to. And I think you get to that point and you just know like you're the underdog. We played Texas. We know we're not supposed to win, but there was full belief that we were going to win going into that game. And I think just playing like that with confidence, that helped me personally. Uh, now, Kennedy, in a season that was filled with great moments, if you had to narrow it down to just one great moment, your all-time greatest moments from the 2021-2022 season, which one you picking and why? I think I'm picking Oregon when we beat them in the Pac-12 tournament. I think we've ar we already lost to them twice. So going into that game, like everyone had so much fire lit inside of them. Like the locker room was so much fun. Like that night before in the hotel, like you just played a game and you had a date. Like it was so much fun. And I think our team really came together and we were so fired up to beat them. All our coaches and Drew, none of them had ever beat Oregon at so like I think everyone was just so fired up to finally get that win and like what a great opportunity to do it in the Pac-12 tournament to reach the Pac-12 championship it was so much fun so that's why that was my favorite game playing in the Pac-12 with a bunch of great teams also comes with some historical arenas that you get to play in do you have a favorite venue or arena that you uh, got to play in this past year I think I really like UCLA. I mean, they have really nice facilities, their gym, like, and just seeing their, then some of the names upon the, their banners, it just made you, it like, it was really cool playing in that arena. So I think that was my favorite, but all of them were really cool. Each came with like a new, new experience or adjustments that you had to make in the gym. So it was fun. 
Speaking of UCLA, that was also another kind of highlight moment of the year. The first time that Utah had beaten the UCLA since I believe 2001. Um, first time that you guys had won in that building since the year 2000, since before you were born. What do you remember about that game and how you guys were able to pull out the win? I think a little background of that game makes it super fun. So we played Friday and we did not play very well against USC. Yeah, that was that was a rough game. And so Saturday we came back focused. I mean, film was rough for everyone, I think. So when we hit the gym that day, like we were just told to put that game behind us. We can go and make history. Let's just focus on Sunday's game. And Sunday was actually my birthday when we played UCLA. So it made it even more fun when we got the win. But that was a really cool game. That was really fun. I think everyone stepped up in a different way. And so that was super cool to see. That was really fun. One thing that I remember about that game is that looking at the stats, they only marked you for four stills. And I think you should have had like seven, six, six seven, something like that. Because they weren't they weren't giving you the stills where you get out of bounds and then like chuck it down the court. So you should have had more than four. <laughs> I agree. I agree. <laughs> and you should have been challenging your mom for the record. But, you know, whatever. Oh, that was my chance. That was my chance. It's okay. You, you got two more years. Right. Do that. So <laughs> recruiting wise, your mom did play at the University of Utah. So when you were getting recruited and Utah offered you, was it kind of a no brainer that that's where you were going? Or did you have other options that you were considering? Yeah, I had other offers. But to say like, deep down, I always knew what the answer was going to be. Every time I go to the gym before I got an offer from the U, like, Every time was just like, this is for Utah. I remember this sounds so cheesy, but I would be working out with my brother and he'd be like, do five more pushups, Ken. And I would do six because the last one was for Utah. Like I just wanted it so bad. It's super cheesy, but I wanted it so bad. So finally getting that offer, I think literally felt like a dream come true. I hadn't really felt like, not that hard work hadn't paid off, but then when you finally get that dream come true offer and like, that's where you want it to be. And there's history with your family there. Like, it just felt so relieving. But yeah, coming down to it, I made it interesting, but I always knew I was going to choose Utah, yes. You were always a Utah girl at heart ever since you were born. Yes, I was. As you think back to your childhood, what are some just absolute great memories that you have of growing up in small town, Hennifer, Utah? I think one of the first things that comes to mind is just making small town fun. So when I would be with my friends or cousins my grandma and grandpa my mom's side lives two blocks away my mom's twin lives a house away like everyone's super close my aunt's up the street so I think just being that close to family and and then my friends and just making up our own fun because the closest place we had was Ogden or Park City if we wanted to go do something like city fun so not all the time did we want to make the drive so we would either we just came up with such creative games or would make tons of four-wheeler rides. I remember getting a motorcycle and it was my favorite thing ever. So just that type of fun. And then also just, I feel like the events that go on for the community are so rare and it's so much fun. Like there's something called a potato race. And that was the best thing in the world where people are on their horses. They stab a potato with a stick and you try and score at the other end in a tire, like just stuff like that. Yet you would never experience anywhere else. So I think those were my favorite things. I had to look it up. So 2022, like demographics, it says Hennifer is like about a thousand people. So (laughs) that seems high. I think it is high. It has grown a little, but yeah. 
we've been asking this question to everybody and I know you probably come from the smallest town on the team but the question that we've been asking is if we were to come to Hennifer Utah or someone was if you were to come to Hennifer if I was supposed to go to Hennifer but I'm saying if any any listeners were to come to Hennifer Utah to see where Kennedy McQueen is from are there any go-to places that someone has to visit yes I would say Denise's that is my favorite place to eat, no matter, like, put up against anywhere. Like, I'm choosing Denise's. It used to be the Chicken Inn, but then it closed down, so I can't suggest that one. But Denise's, it's in Coville, so it's, like, 10 minutes from me. Hennifer doesn't really have eating places. We have to drive 10 minutes to Coville to get, like, our Subway or Denise's or stuff like that. But Denise's chicken sandwich is the best thing in the world, so I would definitely suggest that with some waffle fries. That would be my suggestion. But recently, Hennifer got this place called Fizz and Freeze. And it's like you make dirty sodas and it's really good. And they have shakes. So that's been a hit in Hennifer. Like that place is packed on the weekends. So that's what I would suggest. <laughs> Look at her uh, kind of making fun of us a little bit, Kennedy. <laughs> I'm not making fun of you guys uh, at all. All right. So Kennedy, we've, uh, I mean, I talked about this with you a couple of years ago, but I do think it's always so much fun to bring up again, your high school basketball career, um, very decorated, obviously your AAU ball, you played for, uh, for coach Keith Van Horn. You had some just incredible moments in high school and uh, I'd love to kind of get an idea of some of your greatest memories moments from your high school slash AAU basketball days. High school. I just feel like being from a small town, I got really close with my teammates. Like those were the people I went to school with. They were the same people I, that were on my team. Like my, my friend circle, circle were my teammates for every sport, whether it was basketball or volleyball. So I think I just got to create a really strong connection with all of them, which I think, I think like above any big win or any big game, like I would put that as like top of the list. That was so much fun getting to play with my literal best friends every single day and go to school with. So I think that would be at the top of the list, but basketball wise, beating South Summit every year, that was always a joy for me. I think we did lose them my freshman year, but besides that, once I got to play more and stuff like that was beating South Summit was never a disappointment for sure. Rival games like that, that was always fun. And something that always stands out in high school is whether my last name is McQueen, like every opposing student body would think they were being so creative when they would say like Kachow and be like, oh my gosh, bro, that's her last name, you know? And then I would like act like I've never heard it before and made them feel like they were on top of the world. So I think that was always so fun was playing in front of them or in warm up shooting in front of the opposing student body. Like just high school days, I feel like you don't really get that in college as much. So I feel like I, those are things I do miss about high school. Like that was really fun, like opposing student bodies um, like that. So that was really fun. AU, I would say it was pretty rough my freshman year, actually, when I joined Colorado Premier. Those were some rough times. But then once figuring out at that level, competing against the best people. Um, and then it, once I relaxed on the basketball side, it let me get really close with my teammates there. Um, so I think just making friendships like that. Like those were my favorite memories. You kind of said something that I find super interesting because you were well known. What was that like with the opposing student bodies, knowing that you were the best player on the floor every time you were going to step up and they would try to get into your head? I found it so fun. 
there would be games like if I wasn't having a good shooting night yeah those nights were tough when they were you know just everything I did they would comment about where I'd miss a shot and be like overrated like just those comments you know so those would be tough sometimes but they would make me smile running back down the court like not in an arrogant or anything way it was just funny like it was so much fun to like not have a relationship with the opposing student body but like kind of making a connection with them starting in warm-ups and then it just made the whole game so much more fun and I also think knowing that like in high school two-way basketball like when I stepped on the court I felt like the best player in the gym but not just because of like my history the my stats it was just knowing like I know I've put in so much work than anybody else on this court like it just brought like your confidence to a whole nother level so then when you've had opposing student bodies, like saying all this crap to you, like it made it even more fun. Like these are the moments that you play for in high school. So yeah, those were, those were super fun. I want to bring it back to your club ball because you were playing in the Nike circuit. I remember playing against you going into my senior year because I played for a flash. Oh. So then you had like Kemry and Lavender and then Ashton Prechtel, they were going to be juniors. And then you were playing you were going to be a sophomore. So you were playing quite a bit up with some amazing, talented girls who Kemry went to the U, who's going to go to Cal now. Lavender went to Florida, right? And then she's at Arkansas now. Ashton's at Stanford. Your coach is Keith Van Horn. So you're playing with these amazing, talented girls, even several, like several years up. Was that challenging at all, playing like that? And then how, how did you learn or progress playing with that level of talent? Yeah, I would say it was hard, but it was also, it was really cool to get to learn from players like that, where they were juniors and I was, I was two years younger than them. Like I had a lot to learn and they were some really good people like that I looked up to and wanted to kind of model my game after in some ways. So I feel like just having, being, being able to practice with them or playing with them or just seeing how like they saw the game, like that was a really cool perspective I got to take. But it was really hard sometimes because when you're playing with big name people like that and it's your first year on like the oldest team playing against the like the older team, the 17 U team, when I should have still been on the younger team age wise. Um, it was hard because you're playing against people that were older. So they they had more experience with basketball and they I don't know if the leash is the right word, but like they had a longer leash than I did, I would say. So when I got into the game, like I had to make sure I did things that mattered. And I quickly learned that it wasn't scoring that always kept me on the floor. It was my defense and being able to stop other teams, players that were scoring or just making the extra pass or just like just playing good, solid basketball. Because at first I would say like they're scoring a lot. That's what I need to do. But I, I feel like I wasn't ready to take on that role yet being in that circuit. So I had to adjust to my role. And I think that really prepared me for college, especially my freshman year. So I think just taking experiences like that and knowing at that point, no, I wasn't the best player on the team, you know? So I think just accepting that and then knowing my role and just learning from them, like seeing it as an opportunity, not something that's bad, if that makes sense. Kennedy, moving to your family real quick, reintroduce us to your family Everybody in your uh, in your crew, including your parents, what they do for a living, your brother and your sister, and then anybody else who you want to kind of call out, just reintroduce us to them. Okay, so my dad, his name is Corey, and he's an accountant and CEO at a vitamin company called Nutraceutical. My mom, she's just a stay-at-home mom now, but she did coach 
high school basketball when I was there. She was an assistant. And then once I was done, she stopped so she could come and watch me and stuff and be more flexible with that. And then my oldest sibling, my brother, he's his name is Keegan, and he's also an accountant. Um, and he's married, and my sister-in-law's name is Savannah. And she has a like a business management degree. I get confused what it is, but she works in like business. So everyone's business pretty much. My sister, her name is Haley and she's married. Um, she's an accountant as well. And her husband's name is Bracken and he's an accountant. And they recently last November had a son and it being an aunt has been the best thing in the world. So my little nephew's name is Knox and he's been so much fun to be around. So yeah, that's my family. You said basically everyone's an accountant or in business. Now going into your junior year, are you decided on a major? What are you going to do? Yeah, I declared my major as kinesiology. Definitely the total opposite of business because I could not do business, I don't think. So yeah, kinesiology. Why kinesiology? Uh, so I've always wanted to stick around sports and I've gone back and forth like that wants to be a coach or on like a medical side of things. Um, so still not totally sure. So kinesiology will give me the chance to do both when it comes to the end. I can decide. But the goal right now is to be a physical therapist. So finish my kinesi degree and start into my master's physical therapy program here. So that's the plan. But it's gone back and forth a little bit lately between athletic trainer, physical therapist, coach. But it's a, I think it's definitely going to be one of those three. I want to stick in with sports. That's why. All right, so I'm going to name drop real quick, and I'm going to throw out the name Tub Garfield, okay? Yep. Because I know Tub very well. What can you tell me about your working with Tub as he was one of your coaches? Yeah, so he was the freshman coach on my high school team, and he was one of the funnest people to this day to be around. He would say so many different sayings in practice that us players would just like stare at each other for a second because we'd have no idea what they meant but we would just laugh because they were so funny like he had this one that I'll never forget and it's like you're killing grass meaning you need to move more like you're standing too much so there'd just be so many things like that but he was always so positive he brought such a fun energy to practice like he he's an awesome guy I can't say enough about him yeah he really is I just love that man he's me too he's yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, I'm going to jump to the NIL side of things. Your Instagram's been going a little crazy over the past couple of weeks. Let's see. As I'm looking here, <laughs> you got your own merch line. You got something going on with Sprouts. You got your own NFT. And then you also have something with Lace Em Up, who you train with, right? Right. So <laughs> are, are there any more that... That are in the works at all or any more that haven't been put out yet that you're working on and then kind of explain to us how all your NIL deals have come into place. Right so I think the best decision I've made to kind of navigate NIL is getting an agent. So I work with a company called Narrow Pathway Management and Jason is the name of my agent and he's been putting together so many of these. So um, when I tried to do it on my own like I could get some um, like smaller ones that maybe I didn't get paid for, but I got a free product and they just make it so like you can kind of get the best of both worlds. Like you get free product and some cash or they make something and the more you sell, like 
just helps like bring your name more out I feel like and it's good at negotiating those deals so I feel like these of how most of my deals have come about but yeah it's been a super cool experience with NIL. Were you the creator of your own merch line or who kind of helped you with that? Yeah so my agent Jason he found the company to work with but yes I created like the colors of the shirts the logo what I wanted to say what I wanted it to be about so yeah that that was me behind that and it took months going back and forth but finally got it out all right Kennedy so shout out all the companies that you're working with and um kind of throw their names out there real quick yeah so first I'll start with fan arch that's who my merchandise is with they've been great to work with and if I wanted to make like any changes or like it started with like just shirts and sweatshirts and crewnecks and stuff and then talk to them about adding like a phone case and shorts and a hat like just stuff like that they've been really good to work with so shout out to them and I feel Sprouts was really cool to work with um that deal was really cool because they picked was it 50 I can't remember the actual number but female athletes that were in the Pac-12 or was it the Big 12 or Big 10 but they picked 50 people and for um title to celebrate title nine and gave us all a gift card to go buy some groceries. And then we got to post about them and receive payment. Like that was a super cool deal to be a part of and meeting some of the girls that did that too. Um, Legacy League, they were the ones that did my NFT. So that's been super cool to work with. Edge Spray. Um, I think they have a really good product going, which is exciting. Um, I feel like me personally have a problem. Like, I don't know if it's the type of shoes or what, but like you wear I am a person that likes to wear like the same two, three pairs of shoes and don't like to really branch out. Um, I'm always in the curries most of the time. And I just feel like a lot of those don't hold their grip a lot. So that's really helped honestly with that. So I just spray that on before every practice so I don't slide around everywhere. Lace them up. That's been, I think, one of my funnest skills because I get free training with it. And then I also get to encourage people and receive a payment of people that sign up using my code. I've had quite a few sign up from more summit and just explaining to kids like when I, I have trained out a lot of places I feel like, but that has been like my all time favorite place I've ever trained with the trainers. there are awesome. And you just learn so many different things that I think it just helps you move better as a basketball player, first and foremost. And then just, you just get drilled with like new, new ball handling techniques or finishing techniques. So just like when we play pickup or just go live here, like I can already see it like coming into play. So I think, that, that's been some of my favorite training I've ever received. All right, Kennedy. So final question. I asked you this two years ago. Maybe your perspective changed a little bit since I asked this question because you were a freshman getting ready to start your first year. Two years ago, I ended the, uh, the podcast by asking you, since you have made it and you are now excelling um, in your role as a basketball player at the University of Utah, what is some advice that you could give to young women who are wanting to follow your footsteps uh, and become a collegiate athlete? I would say now that I can kind of look at back as my in a perspective of high school days, AAU days, my freshman year to sophomore year, like now kind of having all that experience, I think I would say like even on the like if you're in a slump, you're you're always going to go up. So I think just um, enjoying the good days and the bad days, because the bad days is probably where you're getting better, if that makes sense. Um, so like on days I would be struggling in practice, for example those were the days that I noticed like that made me want to go practice more on my own or see my weaknesses that I can now turn into strengths when it comes game time. So I think just, just working hard at the end of the day too, like I've always had a saying and I, 
I've always lived by this from middle school that dreams don't work unless you do like my parents said that and I've always had that saying kind of so I think just keeping that in mind no matter what level of basketball you're at like you can always get better so I think just yeah that's that would be my advice perfect Kennedy thank you so much we appreciate you taking time to uh, hop on with us and letting Utah fans get to know you better thank you guys and there she is junior guard Kennedy McQueen Miley, you knew we were going to talk about the small town stuff. We literally grew up less than 10 miles apart. My small town was very close to her small town. My small town was a little bit bigger, much bigger than her small town, but still have those connections. Always great to catch up with Kennedy. It's just amazing to see the difference from a large city and the other people that we've talked to of their favorite places of where they live and then Kennedy's Hennifer, Utah and the traditions that they have. And then even when she brought up her former favorite restaurant of Larry's Spring Chicken Inn. Yeah, you you were getting excited, yeah. so it's it's fun to kind of relate to that stuff and then also compare different situations and circumstances. Kennedy comes off a tremendous season. I mean, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about just how great her season was last year. She made honorable mention for the Pac-12 Conference last year. She did so many wonderful things. You, uh, you mentioned it towards the beginning about how, you know, those steals uh, in that game where she had four of them when it felt like she had like eight of them. But her defensive prowess, her ability to knock down the, uh, that three-point shot, proving uh, that she can be deadly at the Pac-12 level. It goes more than her three-point ability and her shooting. Like you said, the defense and just the presence she has on the court does so much for this team. A game that I'm remembering and looking at right now is... The Oregon game, what she brought up as her favorite memory. She didn't shoot particularly well, just 3 of 10 from the field and 2 of 9 from 3. But she was able to get to the free throw line, and she also had 11 boards that game. So as a 5'10 guard, if she's not shooting particularly well, she's finding other ways to contribute to the team. For me, Kennedy is one of those complete players that truly uplifts and helps the team in whatever way she can. And it's always evident that when every game starts, Kennedy is going to be the player that guards the opposing team's best players. Kennedy has proven herself to be able to defend very, very well from the outside. And you can see the trust that head coach Lynn Roberts has in her now after getting that first year under her belt, which again was challenging really for everybody on that team a couple of years ago. But you got to believe that coach Roberts has all trust in the world in Kennedy McQueen. And we didn't even mention her a few weeks ago when we were talking about the potential for where we're going to see the point guard position. I don't foresee Kennedy going back to the point guard position. I think where, like she just mentioned, where she's sitting right now at that two guard is going to suit her well for the rest of her career here at the University of Utah. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that she's going to stay at that point because she does have the point guard skills to be able to compete at a high level. But we'll have to wait and see kind of what that decision is. But, you know, like she mentioned, that two guard suits her so extremely well. I do think it'll be interesting to see, like you said, what's going to happen at this point guard position the next year. Because I can see Kennedy potentially playing minutes at, at the one. She brings a significant amount of experience that the other people that we're considering or thinking of being the one, they, they don't have that experience. So I could see Kennedy starting at the two like she did this season and then playing some minutes at the one just just to have someone who's played at that high level for now two years. 
You know, Kennedy also played high school basketball here here in the state of Utah, and I kind of brought that up, kind of how fun that was. I didn't have the experience. I wasn't very good in high school, right? But you were a great high school basketball player. Kennedy McQueen, obviously, a great high, uh, great high school basketball player as well. Would you kind of go along those lines and kind of say that same thing that she said about when opposing players knew you were the best player on the floor, that it was kind of fun to get that banter and then kind of shut them up real quick? I do think it was extremely fun kind of getting that banter because, like you said, the fans and even the parents, they kind of know who to look for and who's kind of the best on the team. So you do definitely hear some trash talk. But Kennedy was a phenomenal high school player. She she was ranked 60 overall in the recruiting class. She was Utah Gatorade Player of the Year and a three-time All-State selection. So... Kennedy really was a tremendous high school player and deserved all of the crap she got from all the all the opposing fans. <laughs> well, that is junior guard Kennedy McQueen. So excited to see what she's going to bring to the table next year after a tremendous second season. Just mentioned it a moment ago. She was honorable mention in the Pac-12 conference this year. Got to believe that she has lofty goals to uh, get that even higher as she goes into next season as well. Expect nothing less from the do-it-all guard, Kennedy McQueen. A quick reminder, each and every single Monday, we'll try to get an episode out to you, so please make sure to tune in each and every single episode. Big thank you to Kennedy McQueen for joining us this week, and thank you to all of those that tuned in to listen to it. For Miley Enger, I am Tyson Ewing. This is the What You Need to Know Podcast.